You're listening to the Headhunting Housewives podcast with your recruiter, Diane O'Brien, episode number 60. Good morning, Headhunting Housewives. It is your recruiter, Diane O'Brien, and it is April 2021. What's the date? April 16th. <laughs> and I have not spoken to all of you um, all winter. I actually took my first winter, well, I would say my first winter off, but that's not true. I was going to take it off and like often happens, a few referrals um, came in that were too fun to pass up. And I had so much fun this winter where it felt like a complete vacation. Um, but I did still work three COO jobs, place two, and I have kind of one more I'm finishing up. Um, but they were the easiest jobs of my life, I feel like, knock on wood. And, um, and some of the highest paying. And it was just easy and they were fulfilled, very happy clients. Um, it felt like a very a side job because I spent the whole winter um, fixing up this little new house that I bought in Florida, which I am um, so happy about. That's where I spent the winter. I'm sharing this with you all because I use those really hard recruiting dollars um, to save up to be able to pay for something, you know, in cash. Um, I have to get a mortgage down in Florida to be closer to my girls who are in college down there and to have a winter getaway. It's been a long time dream of mine and it feels like dreams do come true sometimes and I want to share that with you because it really was an amazing winter. Before I get into the recruiting stuff, I do want to share about um, recruiting updates and where I want to take us all this year. If you've been following, listening to the podcast or wanting to learn about recruiting, I'm still the biggest believer in recruiting is the best job in the world. It's funny. I think like all of us, we do something for so long, you kind of get um, maybe a little stale on it. That's why I used to take summers off to kind of rejuvenate. And here, um, this was kind of my, again, winter off, so to speak. It was, uh, um, I still was placing some people, but it was a true vacation, it felt like, a a few months. And it really did rejuvenate me. And just before coming home, um, which I just got home yesterday, back here to Philadelphia, um, we stopped off in Virginia. Uh, We have a house there, a rental property there too, and uh, stayed there for a little while and got that ready for the spring. And I received this really beautiful phone call from a true headhunting housewife that I bought my book years ago. And um, she just was telling me how it changed her life and um, just really happy and sweet, has her own recruiting business, but she's also recruiting for private equity and and, uh, was looking for some help. And I'm going to work with her um, later this week. Um, or early next week, but it just really kind of rejuvenated me to say, okay, winter's done, spring, as soon as I get home, I need to pick up where we left off on our podcast and take us all in a new direction. So now that, you know, happy days are here again, so to speak, we've gone through this corona thing, right? Like, I think we got through the worst of it this winter, for everybody, um, where I was in Florida, I almost didn't feel like it was even happening in some aspects, um, which was interesting, but we were all very safe, you know, wearing our mask and still trying to live our life uh, the best we could outdoors, which they, that made all the difference, I think. Um, but it really, you know, helped me, I think, also think through having that time of where to take the podcast and you ladies that are going on this journey with me. 
And knowing that last year, I felt it really important when I first started this, I always want to kind of start from the beginning. So even though I kind of come full circle in my recruiting career, starting out from nothing and, and you know, uh, hiring all kinds of people from salespeople to then kind of growing up through the ranks to CEOs to where now most of my hires are the COO level, executives too. But um, that was my focus, especially especially this past first quarter and, and even 4Q. But last year, I wanted to take on contracts that could bring on kind of the easier roles where I could teach you like the Indeeds, not just the LinkedIn or um, the higher end methodology, but just the free stuff to find people. So we recruited a lot of salespeople last year, a lot of other recruiters. That was the perfect way to train you all when I did the training last April where you're brand new, learning about it. And then it was the easiest way to, to teach brand newbies, uh, recruiters, to learn recruiting because you were just learning about it and you actually have been hiring other recruiters. It was kind of perfect. It was in healthcare. We were hiring nurses. It couldn't get any better. Um, those recruiters were then hiring nurses because um, they were needed. They were in short demand. It was just really the perfect situation. So uh, that worked out well. And then, um, you know, took this winter off, still been hiring CEOs just all my own. I haven't done any training really, no formal training. I definitely spoke to people as they call, but nothing formal. In fact, if anything, I was getting trained more by my mentors, um, some really great mentors in the field, big name people that really set me on a good path and helped me out. And I think helped me structure where I want to go and helping you all um, that want to become recruiters or if you are recruiters and up in your game to take you to that better next level. Because you know, why did it take me 20 years to get to a space where I can get easily attract um, strong clients with money, um, get the retainer, you know, easily be able to find people easier than it's ever been before, place the people, get paid on time, just it all runs like clockwork. Why did it take me so long to get there where much of my career, and even though I was very fortunate and money always seemed to kind of easily flow and, and contracts, um, you know, would flow to me and clients. There were definitely times where it felt like a grind, right? There are those highs and those lows and, and that might never go away. There are definitely plateaus sometimes purposely put into my space, you know, like open dirt break or summer break. Um, but even during those breaks now, it felt like it's very easy. It's like I'm still doing some work that just feels good because it's fun. As people I know or for friends that call up and need help. Um, so it just, it just doesn't even feel like work at all anymore with those. And the ones that do feel like work, I'm trying to get further and further away. I'm trying to trust my gut more from those initial screens. Because um, I did, even though I only took on three jobs this past first quarter of 2021, definitely I had a lot more referral calls come in, but I just um, said no to those, which was kind of shocking for me. But I had, you know, uh, the the in the industries I place, just, you know, the booming industries right now, right now I place one in cannabis uh, this past quarter, um, healthcare, which has always been a standby for me, of course, um, software, which I have done for a while, but I did a software role. Um, but I definitely got a couple other cannabis calls that there was someone from um, Palm Springs that was opening a cannabis company in uh, Miami and wanted to work with him on that. And I just didn't get the right vibe, right? He was a uh, private equity, plenty of money, um, you know, sent me videos of what he had done in the companies he's built. It was like his third company. But, you know, I think you all remember last winter I got burned by somebody. <laughs> happened to be in Palm Springs. We're not Palm Springs. I'm giving Palm Springs a bad name. Palm Beach. <laughs> I love Palm Springs. Um, that's always been a great place. But no, Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, I just had a couple clients from there that just, I don't know, just didn't work out. And they were lawyered up to where I didn't want to hassle with that. Is I placed the person, didn't get paid basically, right? A really big fee. 
that I put a lot of time into. Um, so with this one, maybe it's just now I'm, I got a little stereotype there. Um, but I anyway, I didn't take those on. I had, um, I feel like was it two from there. One for sure I remember. And the other ones, it's just um, during the intro call, that's why those intro calls are so important. I'll talk to you more about that now that you're going to get hopefully get more specific in who you take on to as your clients. That intro call, remember, ladies, is just as much about finding out if you're a good match for them and they're a good match for you, um, not just trying to close a deal. I think for a lot of my career, those intro calls, I want to turn in to jobs and you know help the people close the deal. And you know, sometimes didn't feel right. And sometimes I even chased after certain ones I thought that I should be getting. And then I'm like, well, and then you get it. And then it's, it doesn't feel as fun. Even whether you close the deal, make the money, you look back and think, wow, that was a lot more work than I needed to be. Maybe I should have stepped away. Or if they didn't maybe think it was right, instead of try to close them, that's the sales side of me. <laughs> Wanted to convince them I am right. I'm realizing that no, this is, uh, if it's going to be a good fit, it's going to feel good. It's going to be easy. It's going to go smooth. And the clients, um, that I worked with this past quarter were just some of my favorites. Um, just really nice things to say. It made me feel this truly is a gift that I have, not just in um, you know finding great people, making that match, but also doing it smoothly, making the process really easy. That's one thing my clients were telling me this year that was consistent was that you know it wasn't so much for a lot of my career. I wanted to make sure it was fun for my clients. I kind of got away from saying the fun thing. I just didn't know if it always sounded as professional. I wanted it fun for you recruiters but uh, that are working with me. But you know, for the clients, I think it should be fun for them too, personally. But but it was more about making it smooth and easy. And I got, I think, a lot of compliments saying this was the easiest hiring process I've ever had. Thank you. And you know, that you, I really had a gift for that and just find that kind of match and keeping it simple. Um, you know, not and what I've kept my, um, I don't know what it is. I've been on this nice running streak where I'm only having to give um, two candidates. There was one I gave a third. It wasn't even necessary though. So really that top two candidates that I send forward, one of those were the hits. So that's why I've said it's been easier than ever. I'm not throwing a lot of candidates at the clients, just the right ones and just really doing the due diligence and making sure I'm going through all the talent kind of analytics and things that come maybe naturally to me now, but understanding exactly what it is that I'm looking for so I can communicate that well to the client so they know what they're getting in that person. It's not just some candidate, right? So I spent a lot more time on analyzing what it was that I was doing and finding that person. And a lot of that, you all, I want to get a little bit into recruiting right now. I know this call is kind of a catch-up call because I've been out for the winter <laughs> and want to pull you up to speed in these executive searches. I've learned so much from the women CEOs that I've worked with and helped place and even the ones I haven't placed, but I've learned from them in negotiating their fees. I negotiated um, almost a million dollar project or contract for um, one CEO. and um, But the other ones were still very high salaries, like high threes with equity and and just really fun jobs with fun, big money. And it was I learned a lot there that I want to get into in other podcasts. I'll save that for the next one with you next week about that because I want to really bring all of you the speed and, and for you to jump wherever you are to kind of where I am if that's what you're feeling makes sense because I can now train and, and show you how to do that. Um, there's a few of you I definitely want to take through with me on that process real time like last year, but instead of doing those big teams um, where I was trying to train a lot of you, I just want a few of you that are kind of where I am right now that want to do a COO search or a CEO search because 
I know how hard it is to get those until you've successfully done one. So if you can do one with me, it's legit and you're going through the paces. And then when you move on, you've then done a CEO search um, and helped fill it. And that way you can go off and do your own thing. And then you have that in your repertoire. And that's what you need the experience to make it real. So I'm going to help uh, a few of you lucky ladies with that. Um, soon. So um, I'm not going to do anything formal. You know how to reach me. If you don't, um, part of being a great headhunter ladies is finding people. So the women that reached out to me the first quarter, whether they were just saying uh, how happy they were as a headhunting housewife, um, or if it was clients or other referrals, you know, they find me. And part of being a good headhunter is finding people. So I'm all over LinkedIn. I've given out my email. You know, I, I work through different companies between um, Kaplan, of course, is where I'm a CEO and doing all the headhunting searches of the C level. Um, but I still have my company sales source and on LinkedIn. So if it feels right and you want to um, try to catch that same wave and with me and some other women um, going in here, we're already into 2Q, but I'm just kind of getting started, a <laughs> late start, but it's going to end fast and furious, um, you know, reach out to me. So what else do I want to talk about on this podcast? I'm going to keep this short. What, what's my timing on here? I haven't done one of these for a little bit. Um, I want to make sure that you just get the best value and the best bang for your buck. Um, and I'm going to take these at a different uh, angle, like I said, for this spring. I think I'll keep it focused as podcast on this season. Um, and going for those, again, C-level women that want to hire other C-level executives. And um, I guess the one thing I'll leave as far as a recruiting tidbit on this podcast Um is we all have to ask for more money, ladies. And I'm speaking to you housewives, you headhunters, you headhunting housewives, and I'm speaking to you CEOs, CEOs, VPs that want to be COOs, women out there. If the one thing I've learned, I had, you know, um, jobs that I've worked over this past year, and many of them, all of them, in fact, I, I've sent women forward, right, that I want to have hired. And, and luckily, usually there's the ones that kind of get hired because I'm not sending much more past that. <laughs> uh, but there has been other instances, and of course, instances in the past where there was more than just one or two, there are multiple, there are men and women. And it still happens, ladies, where when the different options are out there, a lot of the men um, CEOs that I'm working with, or whether it's um, the private equity or the investors, it does feel like they still want to gravitate towards other men, even when they're seeing great women candidates. That's why I've been trying to find more women-run companies to work with, so my women, so I can have women clients and then help hire other women. It's just not, you know, this just not as vast out there, right? The clients. Um, and I am all 100% referral, so I kind of work with who reaches out to me where it feels right. And a lot of them are still men. I think I have two new client calls coming up this coming week that I kind of was pushing off to all this here back home to really get things moving again. And one's um, you know, a male-run company, but he was very firm in saying he's a very open to a diversified and a woman CEO he would love. So that made my day. And the other um, client is a woman, that another good referral. And so I feel like... In 2021, I really, I am looking to help women um, be hired as CEOs and COOs and nothing against men, of course. I feel like I'm going to help that when it makes sense too. I hired some men as well recently in those positions, um, but 
I just want to get more women there. And you're not asking for enough. I feel like some of us um, don't know the worth still wherever you are. I want to help give you those numbers and where you should be because I'm seeing the other women that know where it is and where it should be. Um, so as I'm kind of, I feel like getting lifted up by my mentors, in my recruiting world, I want to do the same for you headhunters um, out there, headhunting housewives and you women um, executives that now want to hit the C-suite and the C-level and how do you get there? So even if I don't have a job, for you because I only have so many jobs at my desk at one time and I've decided to only work a few at a time, a few per quarter, so I can have the freedom for real estate investing and, and just having fun and all that good stuff. But I know that there is sometimes just the language you can be using to up your game. And it was fun because this past quarter, there were two women I was working with, one that really knew her value. She was the one um, that we were working through like a million dollar contract for helping with like, like help uh, another woman understand that. It's like I was learning directly from her and then helping another candidate understand this is the business model that works. This is how you negotiate. This is where you should be as far as your base, uh, your compensation, your equity, what percent of your variable bonus is fixed uh, versus variable. Um, you know, what are those caveats? What do those metrics look like? How do you build that out for the client? Like all that good stuff, right? Where I've learned all that before. It's almost like you learn and forget stuff, but this was so fresh and she did it in such a way that was such easy sound bites for me. I feel like it really sunk in more than other times when I've gone through those processes to where I feel like I can really just help train other women that need to get at that income level. If you are an executive and you're like for me many years, I've been stuck at that. Uh, I was six figures for 20 years, right? But I haven't broken to a million in one year. Um, and I feel like just to hit in one quarter, those big numbers, let's say you want to get to a few hundred thousand or a half a million. These ladies are at that, you know, 150, 250, and they want to get to that three, 350 base, but then that 500 plus full, full package, right? So if you've been there a long time, six figures, but you want to get to the, you know, the the uh, deeper in the six figures, but then hopefully hit the million. Um, I'm right there with you, and let's go there together. The more of you that I'm helping get that as a recruiter, it's interesting. I was helping me personally um, find those ways to grow the business. So it's definitely full circle. I've learned, and I want to keep growing that podcast. The more women CEOs I'm helping place, ladies, I feel like the more of you recruiters I'm helping pull up as well. Um, so we're all really helping each other in in this little uh, May circle, I feel. So that, I'm going to leave it at that because I really wasn't sure to know where this was going, but I think I wanted to leave it open. Um, welcome back to spring. We'll let you know where I was and where we're going. I hope to hear from some of you because I'm kind of curious where we're going to go in May too. I'm taking a little breather here in April. Just got home. going to settle in to spring. You know, May is my favorite month, especially here in Philadelphia. It's, I mean, I've been watching the sunrise this morning here. I forgot how gorgeous it is in Philadelphia in the Northeast. Um, it's where I didn't really miss it at all. I was enjoying myself so much down south, but to be here now, I love it. I'm so happy here. The birds sound different. There are different birds here. There are now, um, I'm watching the different cardinals and it's the beautiful northeastern birds versus I was looking at parrots <laughs> and pelicans down south. And my dog, instead of chasing the squirrels, uh, Tucker was chasing lizards. It was just a whole different feel. <laughs> um, so anyway, I hope you're looking for a fun ride this spring, ladies. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope to hear from some of you. I hope you all find me out there and maybe we'll work together 
together this May. And regardless, I am going to get back on my podcasting run um, weekly here for the spring to take you along for the fun ride and uh, and see where we can go. So um, welcome back to any of you that are back to this as well and uh, enjoy your day. It's Friday. Wow. Free Friday. Awesome. I got home on a weekend. So it's perfect. <laughs> Have a great one, ladies. Bye. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come join us over at headhuntinghousewives.com. It's completely free to join. We're there to offer you guidance, support, inspiration. And when you're ready to go a little bit deeper, we're starting a mentorship program in 2Q. If that's for you, you have to email me at hello at headhuntinghousewives.com and let me know who you are and how I can help. Again, that's hello at headhuntinghousewives.com. And I look forward to seeing you there.